This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart talking to Oanda senior market analysts across the world. Let's join Craig Earlham in London. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Been a fairly lackluster start to the week, but the best is yet to come, really. It's going to be a very busy second half of the week, starting with those big tech earnings in the US tomorrow. Yeah, it has been a bit of a lackluster start to the week. I mean, we've had a lot of economic data, but it's been mainly tier two, tier three. So it hasn't really been that that kind of grabs the attention and really shifts the markets to a great extent. Although we did see a big decline in the US on Monday. But I wonder whether that was maybe a little bit of trepidation ahead of what's to come. We've got the Fed on Wednesday, ECB, Bank of England, etc. on Thursday. We also have massive earnings announcements on Wednesday and Thursday as well, looking at Meta, Apple, Alphabet, Amazon, etc. So that's going to be a core focus for investors. And then we've got the jobs report on Friday as well. So it does seem like we're having to look ahead to an awful lot to come. So even though we've had a lot of economic data over the last day, it's also it has been not really nearly as significant as what lies ahead. So I wonder whether what we're really seeing is kind of trepidation ahead of what is to come, as opposed to any kind of massive reaction to what we're seeing currently. There have been a number of disappointing results for big tech over the last few weeks and months, Craig, but are we seeing a turning of the corner perhaps? I don't think so. Obviously, we'll see what the results say this week. The start of earnings season as a whole hasn't really gone very well. I think that's safe to say, and that was largely expected. But I think even when you're comparing to expectations normally, this has been a bit of a disappointing earnings season. A lot of the layoffs that we've seen announced over recent months have come in the tech space. So you would assume that that will allude to some disappointing numbers to come as well. Uh, ahead of us obviously Microsoft wasn't so bad so maybe that will give a glimmer of hope ahead of some of these massive tech names uh, that they can surprise to the upside but I think the expectation currently is that that's not going to be the case and they're going to point to some challenging times ahead maybe see some misses in the headline numbers the top line and the bottom line the hope I guess will be that they're not pointing to anything too damaging in the longer term that maybe this is just seen as a short-term challenge rather than a longer-term problem so I think we'll have a much clearer picture uh, after this week as to where things stand with so many names reporting, but also the real big tech names reporting as well. I think we'll have a much better image as to what lies ahead for 2023. Now, the Federal Reserve is widely expected tomorrow to slow its pace of interest rate increases at its uh, meeting. And uh, many now are suggesting it's sort of nailed on for a 25 basis points uh, increase amid all that evidence that inflation has begun to cool. Is it looking that way now? Yeah, I think 25 base points looks all but nailed on. Markets are heavily pricing that in. And there's plenty of justification for Fed officials to slow down the pace of tightening again. The inflation data that we've had has been much better. The jobs data that we've seen has been much better. We've seen slowing of economic activity. And you can also see the knock-on effect that it's now having for corporate America as well during this earnings season. So there's plenty of evidence to suggest that the rate hikes are having the desired effect, both on the economy, on the heat in the economy, uh, and therefore the tightness in the labour market and the sustainability of higher inflationary pressures. So I think 25 basis points is pretty nailed on. The question on everyone's lips is, what's next? Is this one and done? Is it? Uh, is there more to come? Are they going to keep the cards close to their chest, which I think is probably the most likely outcome? Talk about the prospect for more 25 base point rate hikes down the road and kind of the end of the era of supersized rate hikes is likely upon us. I think that's probably the most light, most likely path um, from the statement itself. 
and the press conference. But let's not be in two minds. I mean, this has been an extremely aggressive tightening cycle. And inflation is still far too high, especially on the core side. So I still think policymakers will take a more cautious approach than maybe what markets will want to hear. And if they don't, then I think we could see a very positive reaction. And on this side of the Atlantic, Craig, economists largely consider it a done deal that the ECB will raise rates by 0.5 percentage points on Thursday. Perhaps a little bit more of an element of doubt when it comes to the Bank of England, uh, some suggesting that it could be a 25 basis points increase. So it, it's it's an interesting situation because we've got the ECB where the policymakers have been very clear, really, in the commentary over the recent weeks that they think they need to continue the pace of tightening at a more aggressive stance. And that kind of makes sense. Inflation is still far too high. And they did join the tightening cycle far later than other central banks because they were so convinced that their problem was not going to be the problem that they were dealing with uh, and that would turn out to be uh, not the case. So from that perspective, you could say that the ECB therefore has further to run and you can see that the official policy rate is still 1% below the UK, for example. Uh, so th there is that argument to be had. That said, there is still a strong favouritism for a 50 basis point rate hike in the markets and the Bank of England as well on this occasion. And then after that, we could start to see it potentially cool off once we see start, start to see more of an economic uh, impact. We saw, of course, the UK avoided a recession towards the back end of last year, just marginally. So policymakers may be a little bit concerned that there's a little bit more resilience in the economy, which could lead to more sustained inflation pressures. Um, but I think the key point here is that one central bank started at the back end of 2021 with their tightening cycle and the other central bank started in the middle of 2022. And that's the main cause for the discrepancy, both in terms of the main policy rate now, but also the approach that they'll probably then take over the course of the next couple of meetings. You don't think that bearing in mind this news today from the International Monetary Fund that the UK economy will shrink and perform worse than other advanced economies, including Russia, that the doves in the Bank of England will actually think, well, let's not affect the economy too much by making it more difficult to spend money. I think it's possible. I think it'll be more from the approach of if the economy cools as much as the IMF believes, and if they are of the belief that they are in agreement with the IMF, of course, that's the most important thing, then they may suggest they may believe that inflation will decline more gradually and more naturally as a result because demand will decline and therefore any heat that we see, any tightness that we see in the economy will naturally uh, alleviate as well. But it all comes down to whether their forecasts align with those of the IMF. The good thing about tomorrow is it is February, so we do get the new monetary policy report, so we do get new inflation forecasts, we get new growth forecasts, and we get the uh, press conference afterwards as well, uh, sorry, on Thursday uh, with the uh, with Governor Bailey and uh, some of his colleagues. So I'm sure there'll be plenty of questions asked there about why they are moving in the way that they are, how reliable we should be looking towards their forecasts as, probably a question on what the IMF has said as well and whether the Bank of England risks going too far. I'm sure all of these questions are going to be asked. It's worth remembering that at the last meeting, the vote was not unanimous and there was a wide range of views of what the central bank should be doing. So that's going to be a key factor on Thursday once more. Craig Earlham in London, thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda.